it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by... Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. All right, folks, well, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. This is episode 62. Tonight, Andrew and I are going to continue our series on personal finance. Tonight, we're going to talk about managing personal cash flow. So, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and start us off and we'll chat a little bit between each other. All right, let me get some wild and crazy ideas out there. Um, Cool. How am I going to put this nicely? So, there is a term in the fitness world that is called F around itis, and it's made popular by a guy who runs Lean Gains site. His name is Martin Berkman, and basically the whole uh, it's like a great blog post went viral, all that all those sorts of things. And basically, his big thing with the reason why so many people aren't finding progress in the gym is because they're they have this condition called F around itis, and it's basically because when you're going through the gym, you're trying to do everything you can, but if you don't sit down and and write things down and and track it and and measure it and see where your progress is going, then you don't actually make any progress and you end up just kind of spinning your wheels. Another uh, business management guy, his name is Peter Drucker. He has a quote and he says, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. And so I think when we talk about personal finances and, and you really try to get to the bottom of figuring out how to improve how your personal finances are working because it's all like kind of a chaotic mess. Um, Everybody's solution is going to be kind of different and that's why you have the personal part and personal finance. However, there is that key point that you need to be tracking something and measuring something. And so I think Dave and I can throw out some ideas of of how we feel about measuring um, the way that your money is flowing through your life. But if you really want to make progress and improve 
a just to be aware that, uh, of how, how your money situation is moving as time goes on, and b t- to hopefully see that progress and and just by measuring it and tracking it, it has a by effect of making that situation better for yourself. So I definitely have what works for me when it comes to tracking my personal finances. I'm sure Dave has his system and I'm sure you take 10 people off the street and whether they're financially literate or not, I'm sure everybody else has their own situation too. Um, their own system. Sorry. So it's going to be different. Hopefully we can just throw out some ideas and if it's something that speaks to you, then then you can make it stick. But the whole point of this episode, I think is that, when it comes to your money, you don't want to have a frown at this. You don't want to be just kind of flailing your hands blindly. You you want to have a plan and you want to have measurements and you want to be tracking your progress. I know this is not some sort of straight linear path. Trust me, it's not. Like they say, success is never a straight line. There's always bumps in the road. And when you look at finances, I think that applies 110%. I've I've definitely seen in my own life and I'm sure other people can speak to and relate to that as well. You know, just when you think you have things sorted, something major always always pops up around the corner, but there are ways that we can still take on those obstacles and those challenges and still make progress moving forward. I think the most important part of that is like what Dave says is managing your cash flow and and having in my mind, it's it's budgeting, but I think having any sort of measurement system in place is really the first and probably the most important step. I totally agree with what Andrew was saying. I think uh, if you can't measure what you're trying to improve on, you're never really going to improve upon something. And I really like what uh, his reference to the fitness guru. I think you know if you think about when you go to the gym and you watch people kind of work out there, everybody just kind of aimlessly moves from machine to machine or from station to station, and they're not really paying attention to what they're doing. Yes, they're working out, and yes, they're getting their heart rate up, and they're, you know, getting the blood flowing, but are they really getting stronger? You know, yeah, maybe they will be because they're repetitively doing that, but, you know, do you remember how much you bench pressed last week, or do you remember how much you curled, or whatever it is exercise you're doing? And I think when you talk about managing your cash flow, and yes, I am going to talk about the B word, budget. When you talk about those kinds of things, you have to measure what you're doing. And I think it's even more of a lost art now than when I was younger. We used to have to balance our checkbooks, gasp. <laughs> I know Andrew probably has no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, I got flashbacks in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that used to be the thing. And yeah. now, you know, people basically, you know, they either have an app on their phone and they could tell how much money they have, or they just remember that they took $20 out of the ATM and I have $426 in there. But I still got my rent check to go through there and this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, that's really what a lot of people do now uh, for their quote unquote budgeting. And there's a gazillion apps out there that you can use. Uh, one of my personal favorites is Mint, uh, something I've used for years, and it works really great. It's super easy, and you can either do it on your computer or you can do it on your phone, and it connects to your bank accounts. It updates automatically. You can keep track of where your money's going all the time, which is awesome, and another thing that I use, it's uh, called Chronicle. 
And it's an app that you can set up when your bills are due so that you can kind of keep track of, oh yeah, I have this paycheck, I have these bills I got to pay out of this paycheck and these bills I got to pay out of this paycheck and that kind of thing. One of the things that I, I think is so critical when you're talking about budgeting is actually spending some time learning where your money's going. You know, we talk about cash flows and, and those kinds of things when we're talking about investing in companies and how important that is for those companies to manage their cash flow. So when they make money, where are they spending it? Where is it going? You know, how it affects us as investors because we want the cash flow to be positive enough that we're going to get a dividend because that's why we're investing in a company or they can use that money to reinvest back into the company to make it better, which makes the company more profitable and, you know, just kind of the circle of life of a business. Well, your personal stuff is no different and it's just as important to pay attention to where our money is going so that you can do the things that you want to do. So we, we spend a lot of our time talking about investing and I heard every day at the bank. I don't have enough money. I don't know what I can do. And it's really hard sometimes. I'm going to cough here for a second. So I would see people at the bank all the time talk about they don't have enough money to save or they don't have enough money to do the things that they want to do, buy a car, whatever it is. But then you start kind of dissecting where the money actually goes. And you find out that somebody buys a $7 Starbucks every single day for the month. Well, that's $210. That's a lot of money. And so maybe cutting those in half. I mean, you're going to have to make hard choices sometimes when you're talking about these things. If if A is what you want and you don't have enough money, you either have two choices. You either cut your expenses or you make more money. And that's really kind of what it boils down to. But it comes back again all to whether it's, you know, how you track what you're spending. So you have an idea of where all your money is going. Because who here, raising hands, all of us, has had a $20 bill in their wallet and two days later you have no idea where it went because you spent it on stuff, whether it's buying a pop or going to a restaurant or going to a movie or whatever it may be. You don't have any receipts for it. It didn't come out of your bank account because it already was and you don't know where it went. And that's a perfect example to me of managing your cash flow, not knowing where your money went. And as investors, we have to be cognizant of a business's cash flow and what it's doing and how they're operating. And it's just as important for us to, to manage all that. And, you know, Andrew, the king of spreadsheets, I'm sure he's got 17 different spreadsheets that calculate all the different things that he does. Only 15. And that's a, only 15? Okay, well, that was off a little bit. And those are, you know, you can use those tools to help you track your credit card spending, your savings, you know, where all your personal expenses are going, what your bills are. Hey you, what's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. Yeah, you did mention the two resources you recommend. So that was Mint. And what was the second resource you think people can use to really help them track stuff? It's it's called Chronicle. Okay. It's an app that you... Yeah, it's a it's a free app that you can use and you can enter all the, you know, your phone bill, your cable bill, your water bill, your trash bill. You can enter all those and when the dates are, when they're due, and then it'll give you reminders to let you know, hey, this is due this day, this is due this day, credit cards, anything. Anything you want, you can enter in there. It's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I guess I'll just say what works for me just because... 
I've kind of stumbled a lot when it came to like managing personal finances. I've never really been much of a natural saver. Like uh, we kind of talked about a couple of weeks ago about like the the trash business that I had, right? And and you were talking about your landscaping business, and I just remember never having a pile of cash because whenever I would have it, it would just somehow be spent. And then my brother, so I actually had two brothers who helped me with the business. And I believe it was by the third generation is when it died. So I was like thinking back on it and it was actually, it wasn't the next in command. So if I made that sound like it was him, then my bad. Uh, but anyway, my, the second in command brother, he, he was always so good at saving. Like I remember he just had like, a shoebox in in his closet and it had this stacks of all these singles and he was just able to say and this just never was me and so even I remember getting on the Dave Ramsey um, financial peace thing and, and they have you really try to outline and, and and do a complete budget where you're accounting for every single dollar and for whatever reason that never registered for me until I made like I I did it myself and made my own spreadsheet. I guess just like I've I've done and I continue to do all the time. And we love to joke about it. And and you know you said something about how I have seventeen spreadsheets. The the one I use for my budget actually does have five of the sheets inside. You know, so it's yeah. not just one sheet. It's got like five sheets. But <laughs> you know, my my business finances and stuff are in there too. So it's not just personal finance, but. That was the way that I found that was really helpful was, and I don't know why, I think it was because uh, the the Dave Ramsey thing was trying to get you to have it all done on paper. And for that reason, just with a spreadsheet, it was easier for me. And uh, for me, it, it came down to literally tracking everything, but not, not so much. Um, Let's be honest here. Your sex life is important. It helps us feel more confident and boosts our happiness. But sometimes we struggle to perform, our life gets in the way. This is where HIMS can help. With their convenient and discreet online platform, you can get help for your erectile dysfunction from the comfort and privacy of your own home. No more waiting rooms, no more awkward conversations, just a simple direct path to treatment that works around your life, not interrupts it. Invest in your health today. HIMS is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. HIMSS provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand-name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on their site, and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance is needed. If ED is getting you down, it's time you join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash investing. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash investing for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash investing. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety and effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, 
I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. It wasn't so much like tracking my expenses. So it's not like what you were talking about, Dave, about like balancing the checkbook. I don't even like I live life on the edge so hard that I don't even ask for a receipt. People ask me if I want a receipt. I say no. Even even if the ATM asked me if I want a receipt, I say no because yeah, that can really come back to bite me, right? It's, it's the ATM's yeah. word versus mine. And if I don't have a receipt, what am I going to say? But I I don't track what I spend. What I track is what expenses are coming up for me. And so I have that out, um, several paychecks out and, uh, at least when I had a job, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but you know what, when I had a regular paycheck and and a regular job and all those sorts of things, I would space it out multiple paychecks and I would just update the balance. So, you know, sometimes I would go over and, and that sucked. And, and I tend to do that a lot where I'll go out and spend more than I wanted to, but I'm always able to kind of rebalance it. And I think by having what expenses I know are coming up in the future and being able to see that and, and see how much cushion I have or, or how much I can move numbers around, right? So if if I, for example, know that I have a weekend trip coming up and I want to spend more than I usually spend on fun money, well, then then I know next time I go to the grocery store to try to cut maybe by 10 bucks or 20 bucks so I can add 10 or 20 bucks to their column. So it's like, I definitely don't consider myself some sort of expert and I won't, don't want to say and make it sound like I'm like 
the best personal finance kind of person with with the best habits and and all those sorts of things and the most efficient. Like if I was a business, maybe you wouldn't want to invest in me. However, I have found that I have been able to make progress. And I think the biggest thing for me was a having those expenses all out there. And it's, it's, it, it makes me more cognizant of what I'm spending now. So like you contrast that to maybe two years before where if I don't, I never had a spreadsheet like that, then I would just spend money and feel guilty. But when I have a spreadsheet where I, I have expenses planned out and I can adjust them, then if I'm spending extra on a trip, I know I already accounted for it. And so I don't feel guilty about it. And I tend to not go over too much. Uh, that's what I like to tell myself anyway. But I, I really believe it, it does help to do it that way. And that, the other thing I would say is by far the biggest impact to me actually making progress financially from a personal finance standpoint was kind of what we preach over and over again with dollar cost averaging. And I, and I really believe that is I think once you set a goal and, and it's, it kind of comes to the idea, I think it was Robert Kiyosaki who, who, who came up with this idea originally and he might've stole it from someone else too, but it's this idea of like pay yourself first and pay everybody else later. So if, if you can really get that and why we always stress dollar cost averaging and putting that money in a brokerage account at the beginning of, a, of the month, is because you will adjust and, and you'll make the rest of the money work out. But if you never pay yourself first, you'll you'll probably never end up paying yourself because you'll always be playing catch up. So I, I definitely found that when I set a goal, when I put money aside and I tell myself this is going to be gone no matter what, then that's how I was able to to really finally look at a spreadsheet and see my net worth number actually going in the right direction rather than just staying stagnant. Yeah, that is absolutely perfect. And that was what I was thinking about while you were talking, that the pay yourself first is so critical to what we're talking about. And I'm not sure if, if uh, Robert was the first one to say it or not, but I know that's where I read it first. And it was, you know, kind of eye-opening for me to, because I was always kind of a budgeter and a planner and you know, one of the things that's on the bank all the time was people would say, oh, I don't have any money to do this because after I pay all my bills, then I don't have any money. And my comeback to them always was, well, do you plant, do you budget in paying yourself first? And they just kind of blink and look at me like, what? <laughs> and I would say to them, hey, well, if this is something you're serious about, then you need to make, you need to figure out a way to do this. And, you know, yes, not always going to be you know, something you could do immediately, but if it's important to you, you'll figure out a way to do it, whether it's getting another job or whether it's, you know, getting a raise, what you're doing or figuring out how to cut some expenses so that you can do those things. But yeah, it's absolutely important. And I agree with what Andrew is saying. I didn't start seeing my net worth start going somewhere until I started doing that. I just, you know, when I sat down and made my budget after I read that book, I thought, well, I got to pay myself first. And so every month, that was the first thing I did was I just started setting up, you know, automatic payments coming out of my checking account into my savings account. And I, I called them payments. They're not really payments or transfers, but I considered them payments because to me, it was an expense. It's something I was budgeting and planning to do. And by doing that and forcing myself, basically tricking myself into thinking that I'm you know, saving money when I really am, but I'm 
in my head thinking it's like a phone bill. It's something else I got to pay. And, you know, if that's what you got to do to, to work at that, the, these are all things that you can do to help manage your cash flow. And that's really what we're talking about. If you're managing the cash flow, you're managing paying yourself first, you know, that is, you know, such a brilliant idea. And I'm really glad uh, that Andrew brought that up tonight because I think that's something that we really would want to pass along to you guys. And I think it could be so helpful to you going forward with what you're trying to do. And, you know, I can't really think of anything else that I would want to say beyond what Andrew said about the managing your cash flow and, and adding to what you're already trying to do and paying yourself first. That's got to be, you know, numero uno one. I think we do owe Kiyosaki at least a book reference, right? The book you're talking about was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad. That was um, definitely the first book on finance I ever read. And I remember reading it a long time ago when I was young. So it's definitely something that anybody can get through. So that's a great book. Take what we talked about and, and... just try it out, you know, see if anything happens. Like worst thing is you try to track, you try to put yourself first, pay yourself first, uh, treat it as an expense. I, I like what how you mentioned that, Dave, because I, as I look back uh, when I first started doing that and I, and I can go back in my memory and think about times that were like super tough and then times where money was really flowing and like those months are just a wash because uh, when times are really tough, I just figure it out and, and um, you know, had to do, you know, weird things with the budget or, or make extra money here or there, whatever. I remember riding the bus before, like had to, that was times were tough. And I have other times where there's lots of money and like <laughs> I should be paying down more debt, right? Or saving more, or investing more. And, and it ends up being a wash again. Because I just go out and, and I spend too much of it. So, what I'm trying to say with that is having that reasonable goal and having it as something that's attainable, but also brings you progress, will help you whether you are in a time of, of prosperity or a time of of struggle. And you will figure out a way to to make that work. And so, make that priority number numero uno, and and just let us challenge you to to try to do that and see how looking back a year, two years, five years from now, how you actually, wow, I, I really did make progress because I just put that first and everything else kind of fell into place. So I think if there's ever an action plan and, and a time to take action, it's right after you finish listening to this, go and pick a number, stick to that number and make that a part of your expenses. You want me to close it out too, or just I get the last word? All right, folks. Well, that is going to wrap up our discussion on managing your personal cash flow. I hope you found some good in what we were talking about. Hopefully, you found some useful tips and you were inspired to go out and budget, get better at what you're trying to do. That's what we're all trying to do. Andrew and I are by no means personal experts at this, but we have learned a trick or two along the way, and hopefully we can help inspire you to become a little better at this. Remember, we're trying to save for our future, and this is one of the areas that you need to start with is learning to manage your cash flow. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. You guys have a great week. Go out and invest with a margin of safety, emphasis on the safety, and we'll talk to you guys next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. 
Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day. The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at einvestingforbeginners.com. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.